thank you for joining us on Growing Up on Death Row at 17. I'm your co-host, David Johnson, alongside my co-host, Brian Settings. Good evening, Brian. Good evening, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you tonight? Oh, man, just making it. Just making it. I understand. Before we get into this podcast, we would like to genuinely thank the downloaders and listeners for giving us a chance. Uh, as I said when I met them, Brian is a man with a story to tell, and so far you've heard it and hopefully liked it. My only ask is that you continue to listen to us, and we promise this will get better as we continue this journey together. Brian, what would you like to add to that? Basically, Dave, I just want to say that this podcast here dealing with the guards, it's this something that re really needs to be heard and really in inner city moms and dads, you know, really need to know. You know, just because your child go to prison don't mean they protect it. Guards don't protect nobody. Just this is something I'm letting you know right now. And the thing of it is, if you're a mother, please be a mother. If you're, you know, a father, please be a father. Because, you know, once they, once your child hands in the life of the Department of Corrections, they only two things they can do. Either they're going to live a prison life or they're going to die. Simple as that. And the thing of it is, I haven't even got myself fully together after 31 years. I'm still haunted by all these memories and the things that I saw growing up on death row with death row inmates. So the bottom line is that, I'm going to bring you everything I got. I'm going to give you everything I got. I got more and more episodes that's going to be more loving than this here. But these are the things I got to let you know about everything that goes on with the Department of Correction. I would have gave up on myself if it weren't for my beautiful fiance, Miss Kevin Jenkins. But I kept pushing, and I met Mr. Johnson, and we're going to give you everything you got coming, man. Growing up on death row, we're going to give you the raw season. All right. So we hope you enjoy episode three. The guards on growing up on death row at 17. Tonight, our topic will be life with the guards, the prison guards, oh, the crookedness, the just everything that they bring to the table to keep us further in the hole, further in the dark. Tell me some of your experiences. And this won't be the first time we'll we talk about it. So this will be more of a highlight, a preview of things to come, because well, as we're talking, we discover more things. There's there's other items that we'll go back to, but this is just to give. Uh, I, I'm still kind of stuck. Just just the last ten minutes. I mean, right. we ran into a young man. Right. Uh, he mentioned to us that he was, you know, because of some some losses that he had recently. Uh, he was thinking about hurting somebody. Yeah, he 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 was real vengeful. Mm -hmm. You can look at his eyes. He vengeful, but at the same time, he don't want to. He don't want to do. He don't want to do it. And the thing of it is, when you in that when you in that mind frame, if you can't make up your mind, somebody gonna make it up for you. And you know the brother, like I say, I don't know the brother. I just met him for like five minutes. Right. And, but I seen what he was going through because mm -hmm. I see it every day in prison. Right. You know, and uh, it's the retaliation mentality. Exactly. But if I don't do it, I mean, I'm gonna be looked at as a soft motherfucker or something, mm -hmm. right? But in actuality, when you have losses like that, like that brother suffering, man, the only thing you can do is, like I told him, just move forward, man. The only right. Thing you gotta do cut your losses with these. Cut streets. the dead weight. There you go. And and surround yourself with just with the family people. members who love you. That's it. And he by the time he left though, he was in a better place. He was in a better, better place. Mind, mind yeah. space is what I'm trying to say. And and like we both said, this whole podcast 
this whole experience is hopefully change one mind. Yeah, and, and I think and we just I think we just we did got it. one already. We, we got did one. it. He didn't even have we to got listen. One. We got one. We got one. And the thing of it is, he he uh, he a good brother too, man. Mm-hmm. You know, young. That uh, but it's hard when you lose two brothers and his and sister. The sister. Yeah, and. And then the dude that did he get he get scot free. Right, right. The that one that, that caused yeah. a lot of heartache and a lot of person. So in actuality, he weighs stronger than me. Even because though I did thirty one years, something. I would have already done something. Right. You know what I'm saying? So for real, he real stronger than me. Right. But the thing of it is, the reason I called him and talked to him for the simple fact of the matter, I seen what he was going through, and mm-hmm. then he want to make up his mind. But at the same time, he don't know what type of hell he finna cause himself because just because. He even if he would have done something, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be number five minutes of glory and fame. Right after the five minutes up, everybody tomorrow oh, he got the ass. That's my dog. Blah blah blah. Now he finna endure a hundred years of misery <laughs> in prison, and dealing with these guards today, man. Most of the guards in prison, uh, they not same as they was when I first came to prison. See, you know, everybody had unity. Mm-hmm. Even the guards, they had unity. You know now. It's 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 so it's so messed up because most of the guards actually doing most doing a lot of killing in prison. Right, it's corrupt. It's corrupt, and the mm-hmm. thing of it is, not only if they they don't call it intentional killing, you know what I'm saying? They right. call it control killing, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is they'll say that you was out of line or they couldn't control you. Instead of them spraying you a mace, they stick it in your mouth and spread it in your mouth or spread up your nose. And I didn't watch three or four people have asthma attacks and die. Behind this, right? But them guards were never were punished because but they, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. but they saying these are the training and the tactics they were taught to use to separate inmates from fight and to keep control of the population. Right. right. So back in two thousand and five, they came with a more stronger version of mace. This here was some type of pepper chili mace. Mm. Then when they spread with you. When they spread on you, the more water you put on you, the more it burns. Oh, wow. So it actually sticks to you now. You know, you, you it, really can't get it off. You're not getting it off. That's You got to wait till that burn off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. And then uh, these are the things that they hitting these guys with in prison. And uh, I remember one of the podcasts we spoke on how they would spray it and then close all the the, the when ass said confinement, right. what they'll do is say, for you got guards that be retaliating for other guards. Mm-hmm. Like, say, for instance, I stab a guard in the morning time. Mm-hmm. By the time the evening time come around, they, them, they finna retaliate for that guard. Right. So, either your food finna have mason some, something in it, or they finna spray it in there and close up all the vents. What they know was that that new mason so strong, it was choking them brothers out. And killing them. And killing them. Even white boys. They, they were doing whites like that, too. See, it was no thing. So, no discrimination. Oh, it's no discrimination in prison. You right. know, the thing of it is, these, these white gangs now that's in prison, they don't fuck with no police. You know what I'm saying? They even come together with blacks if, if it's too many police doing too much of anything. You right. know what I'm saying? To right. let them know I'm on this side of the fence and y'all on that side of the fence. Mm-hmm. And that's the mentality. If the corruption is too much. It's us against them. Right, right. And that's where the danger come in at. You know? That's where the danger come in at. Because I remember one guard uh, actually gave a guy a street knife. Mm-hmm. Just because he thought this guy was trying to have sex with his wife. He actually gave him a street knife to stab this dude. But when he stabbed him with it and go to the hole, they wonder how the fuck he get this right, switchblade knife. knife come in there. Ain't right. none of this in prison. Mm-hmm. But now they got this evidence, but they don't know how this got into the prison. 
and the guard gave it to him. Oh, I gave it to him. I remember you also spoke about one where a young man was getting ready to get out, mm-hmm. and he made made him fight another dude mm-hmm. and killed him. Yeah, this was uh, Explain uh, that a friend of mine's man. Uh, he was on he was on uh, death row. You hear me? Right. And uh, they end up putting a little brother in the cell with him. Like he was like nineteen years old, mm-hmm. but he was only doing a three year bit. Right. So why he was in the cell with a death row inmate and ass said ass said that don't nobody know it's the hole, it's confinement. It's right. where you stuck in that cell and you can't come out. Right. That's what ass said is. That's mm-hmm. what we call ass said. And basically what it was, the little brother didn't had him five years. But he got his custody raised. And what I mean by that is he was catching violations in the lower prison to where it jacked him up to a level five prison. Wow. So if you catch like eight or nine or ten violations, it'll jack you up to a level five and they'll take you out that lower level mm-hmm. and put you in the uh, maximum security prison. But the man ain't had him for five years. He ain't got enough time to be on in in, in a prison <laughs> right. where death row right. inmates and people with life without it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Things that so they threw him in the cell with a death row inmate. I can't really say what happened. You know what I'm saying? But I know I was there. I was present. Right. You know. And the thing of it is, the guard when when the guy little young guy tried to check out the cell. When you check out the cell, that means you need protected custody. You saying, I, basically, you saying you don't want to be in the cell with this person. Whatever right. I got to do to get out, I'm getting out. You know, that's basically what that is. Okay. So, the guard told him, all the way, y'all get up out of y'all fight. So, they got the fight. He wouldn't break it up. The guard walked out and locked the damn wing door. Now, they can't hear you out of Sally Port because it's like bulletproof bubble. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's bubble. Right. So, they fighting in the cells in there. You know what I'm saying? The next thing you know, they come around and count time. This brother dead. Been raped. And the guy took his eyeballs out. You're good. So, you know, it's it's, it's a story, man, that a lot of people don't want to understand. It's a story that a lot of people don't want to listen to. But at the same time, it's reality. Right. And that wasn't the first time that a guard had done something. Nah, it's it's but, numerous. I'm talking about mo- these guards are accountable for hundreds and hundreds of murders of inmates in prison. And I remember we talked about that statistic: of how many people were killed mm-hmm. by by uh, you know by, by the hands guard. of the guards. Yeah, but nobody's investigating. Nobody's it, looking into it. It's never been looked into. And and the first thing they use is, oh, he hung himself. Right. You know, he hung himself. Oh, okay then. Ain't nobody everybody know you y'all go in there, wrestle the man down, come back out. Oh, next thing you know he did, but he hung himself. But there's no sheets there's on no the There's no sheet. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and and the overdose is in prison. Right. The people that die for overdose. A heroin, fentanyl. How is they getting this? Right. Where's it coming from? Where's it coming? You've been in prison forty years. How the hell is you getting fentanyl? Fentanyl wasn't even out forty years ago. Right. You but this man hooked. just died from this. You shouldn't be hooked on that. This man just died from this. Right. And uh, and the sad story of it is, man, uh, like they call population control, mm-hmm. it's called prison control. Basically, if that's your line, lane, or life, they'll feed it to you. Because you only work so much amount of money in prison. I think you work like 65 grand. Each head is like 65 grand in prison. Dang. So you get paid off. They treat you like cattle. Right. Each person, even when I was in that 31 years, I probably won't work no more than sixty-five, seventy uh, thousand dollars. Each head is worth a cattle. It's like a cattle. Mm-hmm. And the thing of it is, you might have some. See, Department of Correction is corrupt. 
they known to cover up things like that, man. Murder's been getting covered up for centuries. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Even oh, since yeah. the old Jeff City, the old walls. Mm -hmm. They still got three people that's on out count right now. These people have been on out count since 79 and 80. And what I mean by out count is, they mean they take you to an outside hospital for some type of injury. Mm -hmm. And then they supposed to bring you back. These three people never showed back up again. So right now, this day, they still on out count. We don't know if they're dead. They don't we know, know if they're dead they or what. Are. Buried inside the prison or what. Wow. And nobody's looking into it. Nobody looking into it. Why would they? You're not even considered a citizen. You know what I'm saying? You're not, mm -hmm. you're not considered nothing in prison. You don't have no rights in there. Guards coming out, get you on the yard, strip you butt naked in front of everybody. Slam you and bust your head, take you to the hole. You know, it's 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 no rules. It's damn. Yeah, it's no so rules. They, they literally get away with murder. They get well, they did me one time, uh, I think it was right when they knew I was finna go home, when I got my time taken back. They 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 waited till uh it was like it was I know it was snow on the ground, you know what I'm saying? It was like right. it was real cold during the winter time. And the guard, I guess he tried to draw me out because you know if I bump him or anything like that, they can claim assault, and that's another five years or something like hole. that. It, not on your time and oh, in the hole. Hell yeah. Dang. That's another five, ten years they can add to your time. So the guard took my shoes and said, I ain't never liked you anyway, man. I do something about it. I bet your ass don't go home. So I had to walk all the way. I didn't even go back and get my shoes. And I walked barefooted all the way back to the housing unit. Because he was trying to test you. Trying to test yeah. Damn. Did you ever see him again? Did you? Well, he ended up getting fired uh, probably three or four days later because couldn't find out. He'd been down the ass head, which we call the hole, right? Mm -hmm. He'd take you to the shower and he'd trip you and fall, you know, throw you down the steps. And he broke a couple whiteboard arms like that. Oh, damn. And they end up catching it on camera. So they end up firing him and moving him from the Department of Correction. <laughs> But these are the things you got to go through. So what, he just had a lot of anger in him? But what, nah, did they ever figure out what? They never figured out. But I think it's more so most guards bring their bring they home to work. Right. So you I'm know? having, so when I go home, I'm mad at the wife. Mad at the wife. So I'm going to go work and take it out on a few inmates. There you go. Wow. And that's just, that's just the average. That's just a daily thing in prison. Any uprisings while you were there? Well, I didn't see a whole lot of rides. You know, I didn't see a whole lot of rides. I didn't see with the guards. You know, I had one bad experience I saw. I really, you know, I really, I really felt bad for this one guard. Even though I was going against the coach, just feeling bad for him. Right. He tried to strip a guy out, and it was a little game. Remember, three of his partners had locks. That they, you know, they they were selling us padlocks. Okay. So they took the padlocks and wrapped around their belts. And they beat them damn guards into a coma. Really? Yeah. They beat them into a coma. Yeah, yeah. But see, the thing of it is, did they deserve it? In my opinion, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But but the thing of it is, later on that day, when they change shifts, those same guys, they go in there and do the same thing to them guys. Because now you got nine guards running up in the cell on one person. So and they knew obviously knew who did it. They knew who did it because they took it to yeah right. So they end up breaking a couple of dudes' arms and stuff like that in there. And you know and these are the things that they do, man. They chain you to a little bitty bench to where you can't move. You basically handcuffed like this, sitting on a little bitty stool. They just beat the shit out of you. And they just beat the shit. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Hey man, it's a harsh reality, man. But prison is very dangerous. Right. You know, and then not only is it dangerous, you ain't even got to watch out for the inmates. You know what I'm saying? It's the guards you got to watch out right, for. Right, right. Because they got access to all the computers and everything. Like They I, change your records. They can do all that. I got stabbed like that. I got into it with a uh, correction officer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought he was leaving work or something. He was smiling. I said, man, get your bitch ass up out of here. You know, he tried to speak to him. I said, I don't talk to you, motherfucker. Get your bitch ass up out of here. We walked on off. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, an uh, uh, inmate that I had just previously stabbed the year before was at the camp, and I didn't know about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when he moved into the wing uh, that night, the guard actually popped my door around about 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock at night while I was in that sleep. Damn. And dude ran that stab. That's how I got mm-hmm. knocked out two teeth and stabbed me on both sides of the head and blah, blah, blah. But I, I ended up taking the knife from but at the same time, that guard was fired. He was fired. But it, but the thing of it is, what if he'd hit me in my juggler? Right. You wouldn't While be While asleep. Right. And these are the things that they go through on a daily basis in prison. Daily basis. And you don't know what it was over, though? What's that? The why why did he cause you told him to get his bitch ass up out of there? No, nah, he came down the walk smiling. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mr. Said, man, he know I'd never even like him anyway, but you right. know, you don't do no shit like that. You with a gang of inmates, another guy, hey, how you doing? Smile, that determines you as a rat or anything else. Right, right. So when he did, I said, Man, get your bitch ass on. I don't fuck with no police, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kept on walking. And later on that night, I ended up getting stabbed because he the one that popped the dude in. And let him in the wing and pop. So he knew you you all had had beef. Right, because they got it on file. Right. They got to keep you separated. Right. You see what I'm saying? And that's when I got stabbed. They were like, how did this dude get this housing unit? Because they got to keep him in different houses. Exactly. Sometimes they keep you in different prisons. But how he got up in there because of the guard. I'm still just tripping off the whole fact. So he looked at it on paper. Oh, okay. But I guess my I'm trying to go back to what beef did he have with you to set well, you up? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I never, I never, I never thought about that, right? Because it really couldn't have been no real beef. It could have just been self hate. You know what I'm saying? Because when you in the house, you you really don't know what guard like you or what guard don't. Right. But the guys I ran with, we didn't deal with police. Didn't fuck with them, none of that. So you know the thing of it is, if they did look at us. See, I don't know if I spoke to a caseworker that could have been his cousin. You know, they all family orientated now. Right, right. All wives, cousins, brothers, and sisters. Ain't no telling. Right. Why? But I knew I got stabbed. Right. And right. you knew he set you and up. And he set me up. He right. was the only one working the control. Mm-hmm. He was the only one in the control center. Dang. Ain't number one guard inside the control center. He's the only one who let you in and out the doors. Yeah. That's crazy. So I'm thinking he did it because I told him to get his bitch ass on. But it could have been other reasons more than that. What happened to the dude that stabbed you? Well, he ended up getting transferred to another prison. They don't probably got like two or three or four years just for the knife. Because I didn't press charges for the uh, the injuries. You know what I'm saying? So right. he got like three years probably for the knife he got caught with. But yeah, he got ended up, they transferred him to a Zach prison within six months. They just throw him in the hole and sent him to another prison, take him down and left me there. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Get him the hell up out of there. Right. And then you said the guard ended up getting fired, He too. ended up getting fired, yeah. Because he couldn't justify how this guy, I live in six house. How did this guy get out of five house, all the way over to six house, get all the way up in the housing unit, because 
like I say, the, the, the guard was the control center. Right. He got to hit a button to open the doors. He got to hit a button to open another door. Then when he get in the wing, he got to hit a button to pop my door. That's definitely, yeah, he, he did too much. Right, but that's just how days in prison is. You never know when it's your time. Right. You never know who's going to try to stab you. You never know what, what nothing. You never why know. Why you always have to have a head on the swivel. That's why you always got to have. That's right. That's right. That's crazy. That's right. That's crazy. That's right. And that's why, I, that's, that's another reason why this podcast is so important, man, because most guys under this illusion that, when they get to prison, you know, oh, I done made it now. And you ain't made shit. Right. You just put yourself in a fucked up situation. Right. You, you know, you because, put yourself in, in right. worse, in, in a darker place, as we just told a young man. Right. That you think it's dark out here, and you can walk around, you have your freedom, you can drive here and there, yeah. you want go get you something to eat whenever you yeah. want to go. You go that route, and those those doors, those privileges gone. behind you. Privilege gone. All that's gone. All that's gone. Not only that, Dave, the big fucked up part about it is now you got to depend on somebody sending you money so you can get canteen. Now your life is totally controlled because right. if your mama, your sister, or whoever it is don't send you no money, you ain't finna eat shit. Now only you got they want to feed you. Right. And, you, and that ain't nothing but some damn garbage. Right. You know? And and that's the reason why this, man, because you get dudes don't understand, man, living in that situation. Ain't no coming back from that. Right. You know, and the thing of it, I did 31 years. Man, it fucked me up mentally and still fucked me up right now to this day. Right, right. You know, and the th but the thing of it is, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get myself right. It took me 31 years to become the man I am from the age 16. I mean, 17. It mm -hmm. took me 31 years to become the man I am. Right. All those years developed my character to who I am right now today. In the harshest reality of where you were to do that. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Running around with death row inmates, you know, at 17 years old. Now, these guys ain't got no heart. These hard criminals. Right. right. So, I had life with no parole. I was supposed to die in prison. So, yeah, I'm going to catch on to all they ways. This is part of life for living for me now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just, just the whole thought process. I just keep going back to... What he, what mentally he's going through, and somebody else is going through that too. Yeah, and that's our mission is right. to touch as many as we can and right. keep them from going that route. Right. Uh, so this is very important. I mean, I don't. We don't have to say much more tonight because it kind of sums itself up. But right. What we're doing, we're on the right path. Right. And as many people as we can reach, the the, the yeah, the the more people we can help. But the thing of it is, man, I just want them to just, you know, take this for facts. This right. It's not a game. Is it some we're just sitting around making right. I up? Got, I everybody that know me, I've been in prison thirty one years. I've right. been out next week. It probably be a year. Yeah. And the thing of it is, it got to you know to me, I vow, man, to tell this story to everybody because somebody gotta listen, man. You gotta get a hold of these little dudes, man. Exactly. And. The way prison is now, man, they, man, you got white gangs running down there half of the prison because they doing all the killing now, you know, <laughs> right. but, but see, here's the thing of it is, man, I, I'm saying this really hurt my feelings, man, right, well, I think a year before I got out of prison, mm -hmm. I seen two white boys come up in the kitchen and stab a little brother up, a black dude, stomp him and shit and put, they, they swelled his brain up. He was shitting and pissing on himself for six months. Damn. 
and didn't no black motherfucker get up and help. Because they were afraid. They was a, right. So, Damn. hopefully somebody listened to it today, man. We're going to reach as many as we can, as Brian. As many as we can, yeah. As many as we can. Yeah. Good yeah. segment, brother. <laughs> Thanks yeah. again. All right.